Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda, and welcome to The Pemberley Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Costume Theater, where we've been playing the Regency RPG game, The Lady's Choice. Before we get into this exciting game with so much drama, <laughs> previously on our uh, episodes, we were discussing something about the Lizzie Bennet Diaries and Pride and Prejudice, and whether or not Pride and Prejudice as a book exists in this fictional world, and whether or not Jane Austen is a real person. And we were like, hey... Let's just try to reach out to, you know, the writer Kate Rorick and be like, hey, we know you. We can email you. Yeah. <laughs> this was actually a great moment for us. Yeah. So two episodes back, we were discussing, I believe it was episode 84. Lizzie was interviewing Darcy. Like, yes. What, what does the name Pemberley come from? And he's like, my family in England. So Yolanda and I got into a discussion about, wait a minute, if this is where his family is from in England, then it's not based on a fictional book in Pride and Prejudice. So like, does Pride and Prejudice exist? Is there? Anyway, so we decided to email the writer of the episode, our close friend, Kate Warwick. (laughs) And this was the email we sent. Hi, Kate. We have a quick question for you that we hadn't realized before your interview. Yolanda and I have just discussed episodes 83 and 84 of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, where Darcy tells Lizzie that Pemberley Digital is named after the estate his family came from in England. Obviously, this is a reference to the Pemberley in the novel, but it led us to ask the question, is Pride and Prejudice a fictional novel in this world, or should we assume that it is not a novel and that the possibility exists where Fitzwilliam Darcy and Elizabeth Bennet were real people who got married and lived happily ever after on the Pemberley estate, and William Darcy is their 10 times great-grandson. We know that Jane Austen has to be a real author in this world because Lizzie and Charlotte's mothers met in book club where they were reading Sense and Sensibility. But what about Pride and Prejudice? Would love to know your thoughts if you have the time. You can also just tell us that we're reading into it too much. (laughs) And she responded to us basically saying that it's not canonical. So this is just her opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she says that she doesn't really think Pride and Prejudice exists in this universe. And she also goes even further to say that it's possible Jane Austen doesn't exist because Sense and Sensibility uh, was written by a lady. Yeah. It wasn't written by Jane Austen. So I'm glad she got back to us. Yeah, yeah. And that's an interesting thing that I guess, I mean, there were far more important plot points to go into in a writer's room. So this was not like a thing that they discussed and like, let's make this canon. Like what's the, what's the deciding vote mm-hmm. on whether or not Pride and Prejudice exists? But uh, I like that she gave us her opinion on like, hey, this is what I think about it. And, and she wrote the episode. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And- so we're considering that canon. <laughs> yeah. So, uh the writer of those episodes officially says that there is no Pride and Prejudice and maybe not even a Jane Austen. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. And it's funny because she reminds us Ugh. that Sense and Sensibility was written by a lady and we're here right. playing a game called A Lady's Choice. Lizzie, Lizzie <gasps> is Bennett that a would've... euphemism for Jane Austen's choice? Like the whole time it well, wasn't actually your and my choice. It was like Jane Austen pulling the strings <laughs> from heaven or I, wherever. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the lady's choice itself. Is like it's set in Regency times. It's like very loosely like Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. Pride and Prejudice E kind of thing. Cool response by Kate, and definitely leads into our game of the lady's choice. Let's dive in. So previously on the lady's choice, as you all know by now, our protagonist Desdemona Potter has chosen to pursue Mr. Amesbury as her romantic partner. And the scoundrel, the society swindler, (gasps) is 
causing a ruckus in their society and stealing things from people and re-gifting it to other people. And <sighs> like just low blows. Scandal upon scandal upon <laughs> scandal. And actually a new man was introduced to us who's like new in town and or like has history and like we it's just new to us because like we're brand new to society or whatever. Yeah. So Yeah, what? I'll be reminded yeah, of what yeah. happened once we dive into it again. De- oh, Mr. yeah. Mr. Montfort. Mr. Montfort. Cool. So we are in the park with Mr. Montfort, and that's where we uh, continue our story. Mr. Montfort. Seems those around town aren't sure what to make of you. So it's no surprise Lawrence has formed an apparent attachment to you when you're so intriguing. I only hear a few words of his statement. Desdemona. You believe he's formed an attachment to me. Oh, Lawrence must be Mr. Amesbury's first. Oh, name. that's right. I was like, <laughs> I was like who's Lawrence? I was like, I think there was only one guy chasing us, and that's that's right. So this guy, Mr. Montfort, is old pals with right. um, Amesbury Lawrence. Lawrence. Apparently, let's not let's forget. We know his first name. That's hilarious. <laughs> that I was like, who is he talking? He's like, about? is this about the swindler? What's going on, <laughs> Mr. Montfort? Do you not think so? I did not realize it was supposed to be secret. He's certainly not one for keeping things quiet, if that's what you had preferred. Hmm. Or maybe it is that your intentions are not the same as his. Got a Darcy kind of person here. I know. We have the same intentions. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, choices. choices. I believe they are much the same as his. It may be a little too soon to tell, but I hope so. Or remain silent. I would think, I believe they are the same as his. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, like, we had a very if romantic he's, moment. He's insinuating that we're a couple, yeah. and I don't want to discourage that. Desdemona. I believe my intentions are very much the same as his. Mr. Montfort, I am pleased to hear it for Lawrence's sake. Call him. That, does, that throws me off, Lawrence. He gives a small smile before speeding our steps. I forgot we're walking. Mr. Montfort, <laughs> let us reach the others and join in with whatever eccentric plans they are certain to have concocted. With a small laugh, I agree. And we hurry our steps to catch the others. As we reach the edge of the park, Mr. Montfort excuses himself in order to arrange for his belongings to be moved to Amesbury's house. That's right, he just showed up. Yeah. With only four of us, I am more than a little thrilled to find us pairing off. Hmm. Amesbury and I speak on topics I had never discussed with anyone else save Arabella. Current literature, theology, even politics. They have an intellectual relationship. This it's is great. transcending attraction. He listens intently to each of my views before giving his own, and not once does he dismiss anything I have to say. Wow. Ooh, marry that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the discussions keep me so engaged I barely even realize we have arrived home. That sucks. <laughs> Mr. Amesbury. Well, your interests must have led you to have heard of a new trend of novels. Quite scandalous, some of them. Tales of eerie castles, ghosts in chains, dark secrets. Oh, this is actually great. Gothic novels were women's literature. Therefore, they were sort of dismissed as like not oh. real and really lowbrow. That must be what he's talking about. Anne Radcliffe was probably the one of the most famous Gothic novelists of that time. Like she was publishing things like Jane Austen was reading her stuff as a kid, as mm. a young woman when she became an author. Anyway. So he's basically saying like you and your women's novels. You and your, <laughs> you would love this women's lowbrow literature. <laughs> Even romantic highwaymen. Ooh. My father has forbade any books of that nature from the house, though my sister and I have managed to sneak a few in. Oh, he likes them too. He's a rebel. 
So cute. <laughs> you cannot think that this kind of literature really rots the mind as others believe it does. Ooh, we've got choices. Anything that spurs the imagination is a valuable commodity. Mm-hmm. I would rather put my mind to reading facts over frivolous tales. Okay, let's I would not never say email. that. I do enjoy them, though I wouldn't admit such in public. Let's I'll be proud of yeah. the way, what we like. Yeah, we're not ashamed. Desdemona. I believe anything that spurs the imagination is a valuable commodity. We're so clever. Mr. Amesbury. Oh, he's smiling. So are we. Yeah. Oh, on this you agree, but my idea that horse-drawn carriages are a nuisance is too far-fetched? Whoa, this is referring to a conversation that we skipped over. Yeah. I can hear the teasing in his words and cannot help but smile at it. Desdemona. Mr. Amesbury, carriages may be danger in some areas, but how else will people travel? I could not travel to town on foot now, could I? Mr. Amesbury. It is true. He steps closer, closing the small gap that had been between us. Mr. Amesbury. And I would never wish anything that would have kept me from meeting you. I stuttered to reply, able to feel the heart, the heat of his body as he is so close. Also the heart. (laughs) I'm the heart. Heat, heart, Desdemona. Because my absence would have allowed you to think you were right on all things. Mr. Amesbury. Because you engage me in all ways, Miss Potter. Oh my. And we're, <laughs> we're blushing. I feel a rush of heat flood my cheeks and I have to glance away for fear of being hypnotized by him. His focus remains trained on me. Even the chill breeze is not enough to stifle the heated air that clings about us. Ooh, more slow burn. Yeah. I let out a small breath through the parted lips and then watch as his gaze drops to them. What? We're gonna get kissed! Scandal, we're on the street. We're gonna get kissed! <laughs> Mr. Amesbury, would you allow? Arabella! Uh, Desdemona, we re- we should really let the gentlemen be on their way. Oh my gosh. Get Pause. Out. Get out of here, Arabella. This, in, in one of those moments, you know when like the movie Mean Girls where like Katie Heron has her moments where she imagines like what should be happening? Yeah. I would be like running at Isab- Arabella and like wringing her neck for ruining the moment. He was just about to ask, like, permission. Like, can I kiss you on the street? And, like, we were obviously going to say yes. Like, that would have been the adventure that we would have chosen. And she (laughs) completely took that away from us. Freaking Arab... I told you she was a bad friend, Yolanda. (laughs) She's a terrible friend. She saw this happening, and she was like, I gotta ruin this. She's like, I'm gonna (laughs) take away her freaking the best part of her whole day, of her whole life. (sighs) The worst... At the sudden call from Arabella, I take a stumbling step back from Mr. Amesbury, hoping to find my wits again. Desdemona. Oh, uh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I smile at Mr. Amesbury, struggling to keep the moment from before my thoughts. Desdemona. Good night. Ugh, I can't even read this without sounding salty. Mr. Amesbury, good night, Miss Potter. I truly hope to see you again. Can we, like, please see Amesbury without Arabella? Things have never gone well, well for isn't our love that life. scandalous for a, a, a well, young single woman no, no, to be no, no. out you know alone what? with a man? I'm not saying let's be alone with him. I'm saying let's hang out with him without Arabella. Like, can we just make a new friend who will, like, <laughs> hang out and, like, keep her mouth shut? And just like hang back and just let us do chaperone. our just be a chaperone, so we're not you know a scandal, so we're not a walking scandal. And 
That's all I'm asking. I'm just like asking for a friend other than Arabella. Like, how is this girl all we have? We can do so much better I than know. her. She like allows us to get robbed. Uh, she allows us to get our stuff taken. She tries to take away the attention that we got for getting yeah, robbed. Yeah, she was using us to get more friends. <laughs> yeah, friends that aren't us. Why yeah. didn't we make friends with these girls? I, I bet you they well, wouldn't. Well, because they were just like trying to take our fame or something. I bet so. you they wouldn't have blocked us on the street like Arabella just did. Maybe they would And then she just like stopped us from getting kissed. That's so low. She did that on purpose. And I'm very so. upset about it. Yeah. He tips his hat, staring at me for a moment longer before turning away to walk off with Colonel Foxley down the shadowed street. <laughs> I watch him go before noticing Arabella step up beside me. Arabella, quite the progressive thinker, is he not? You're Mr. Amesbury, Desdemona. You should not say he is mine, Arabella. People will think you are serious. Let her say that. That's like the yeah. only good thing she's doing for your relationship. She just stopped it in its tracks. <laughs> Arabella, I believe his attentions toward you are a much bolder declaration than my statement. She smiles at me, though I can see a serious concern in her eyes. Arabella, he is a wonderful man and comes from a good family and reputation. Just be careful not to be swept up in his way of thinking yourself. Wait, we can just be, be careful not to be swept up in his way of thinking yourself. So he's a, she's saying he's a progressive thinker. He's a progressive yeah, does that person. Mean, so like, like thinking, does she mean thinking for ourselves? No, no, no. Of thinking like, like his way of thinking, like don't get swept up into, into his progressive ideals or his okay. progressive way of thinking. I, that's how I interpret this. All right. Yeah. I guess it's kind of a weird sentence. Society isn't quite ready for people of his mindset. And I would hate to think of you gaining the annoyance of society for his sake. Yeah. So she's like, he's too liberal. <laughs> <laughs> Desdemona. You worry too much for me, Arabella. I think that was a great response. That's yeah. how I would have said it. Like, you worry too much. I have known him so short a time, nothing serious has yet come of it. Mm -hmm. Except we got robbed. Arabella, it takes only a moment if it is true, Desdemona. She takes my hand gently and smiles. Arabella, let us get inside. I am quite chilled without the presence of Colonel Foxley to keep me warm. You're the one who sent him away. They so Foxley gets to stay? And Amesbury had to leave? No, they both left together, but she's like, I feel oh, chilly without my boyfriend I thought here. He was sticking around. But like, she oh. sent them both away. She's like, Desdemona, why don't we let the boys go? Obviously, she didn't want him to go. What's the point? Desdemona, and you worry about my reputation. Uh, Someone had to say it. Someone had to say it. Our laughter echoes down the empty street before we turn to head inside. Empty, eh? I wonder if we're gonna encounter the society. No. no. The next morning is the quietest I have spent since arriving in town. Arabella went into town to do her duty and meet some of her extended relations. So I enjoy the quiet of the morning sunshine, sitting on my window seat and reading. Sounds nice. This is a nice room. This is a lovely room. This is an, I'm gonna screenshot this room. <laughs> At least, I attempt to read. Mm. Instead, I find my mind wandering to yesterday's vigorous conversations with Mr. Amesbury. It's such a thrill to be able to speak with someone such, on such topics and be engaged in debate rather than being dismissed. The bar is low here. Yeah, it's people. like he listens to me. And responds and to what I say. Here's my opinion. I just want everyone to know that that is not where your standards should be. This Amesbury, that should be the bare minimum. Literally, yeah. if he doesn't listen to you, he's not worth your time. 
It certainly helps that he is so handsome. Oh, here we go. I give a happy sigh, not willing to let my thoughts move away from him. The sound of the door jolts me back to reality, and I can hear Arabella's voice echoing from the hall below. Arabella. Is she in her room? Johnson. Yes, Lady Ashbourne. Arabella. Bring us tea, would you, Johnson? Johnson. Of course, Lady Ashbourne. Arabella. And do please stop referring to me as Lady Ashbourne. It makes me sound like some crumbling old woman. Johnson. I'm afraid it is how it must be. <laughs> Johnson's like, tough luck, kid. Like, this is... <laughs> I have old-timey manners. Yeah. I hide my amusement from the overheard conversation and turn to face Arabella as she walks inside. Arabella, I finally managed to get away from the dull side of the family. Wow. Excuse us. Oh, choices. I'm sure they are fine people. You shouldn't have gone at all if you didn't like them. A little dullness is good for the soul. Or duty is duty no matter what it entails. I feel like I would say the last one, unless you want something. I would say I'm sure they're fine people. I don't know. I feel like they're sort of the same thing. Like I'm sure they're fine people. Yeah, or and duty, duty is duty. duty. Like, well, yeah. yeah, they're boring. Like either way, she's saying, gotta, yeah, they're boring, but you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do. deal with it. Yeah, cool. Desdemona. Duty is duty, no matter what it entails. It was good of you to do it. She slumps down on the bed and lets out a drawn breath. Arabella. Yes, well, I am a good sort in general, you know. Oh, now she's praising herself. This is rich. <laughs> Someone has to give them a boost of cheer once in a while. At least it's done and over. But I do need some way to brighten my spirits again. Her eyes sparkle with a sudden smile and she leans forward. Does she want to sneak out and visit Foxley? Mm. Arabella, how about attending the event hall this afternoon? There is quite a gathering to be held there, if I remember. Oh, she remembers. You know. You know. She's got a whole calendar. She knows everything. Desdemona, there would be little point in me refusing you that would there when you have that look about you. <laughs> Arabella, how well you know me, Desdemona. We'll have tea and then set off. She stands from the bed, glancing into the mirror on my desk in order to set her, sort her hair a little. Arabella, I do hope my cousins won't be there. With a mischievous smile on her lips, she leaves the room. That afternoon, we make our way to the event hall, where it is as busy as Arabella predicted. Arabella, now, isn't this much better than reading in your room all day? I don't She's know. trying to keep Are us we? from reading. Are we an introvert? Like, yeah. Maybe we like reading I, in our room Some of day. us like reading alone in our rooms. Yeah. I open my mouth to respond when someone else speaks first. Mm. Mr. Amesbury, reading. <gasps> Amesbury, he's here for us. <gasps> With Mr. Montfort. Uh -huh. We both turn to find Mr. Amesbury and Mr. Montfort approaching. Mr. Amesbury, I suppose you were wishing to spur your imagination? Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Amesbury, that was how you so eloquently put it, wasn't it, Miss Potter? He remembered things we said. Oh my gosh, what a dreamboat. <laughs> Desdemona, indeed it was, Mr. Amesbury. We're smiling, we yeah. never smile. And yes, the book was most enlightening to my mind. How well it is to find you can remember my words with such clarity. What did you, that's like, what I'm saying. That's what a dreamboat. He listens and remembers. Guys, he this is quotes, all you have to do. Quotes, quotes us. Mr. Amesbury, I doubt I could ever forget anything we speak about. Aww. Well, he holds my gaze for a few moments longer, and I almost forget there are others stood about us. Mr. Montfort, Lawrence, we have not yet greeted the ladies formally. Yeah, what's that about? Mr. Amesbury, how right you are, Pierce. I hate these first I know, names. I wish we didn't know. It's jarring. Yeah, I'd rather not know. 
Good day to you, ladies. He gives a somewhat flamboyant bow to the annoyance of his friend. He's he like, he's cute. a jokester. He's a jokester. Mr. Yeah. Montfort is like, this is not the way things are. <laughs> Mr. Montfort sighs heavily and rolls his eyes before giving a sharp bow himself. You don't need to be like mean about it, but yeah. okay. Mr. Montfort, it is good to see you both here today. He's the Darcy. Yeah. We had wondered whether you would be in attendance at all. Arabella, yes, we are a little late. I had to meet with some relatives this morning, and the engagement bled into the afternoon. Mr. Amesbury, well, you are here now, and that is the important thing. Would you allow us to escort you into the room? That's nice. Desdemona, we'd be delighted. I take Mr. Amesbury's offered arm, the feeling of stepping into place beside him almost comforting. See, she's kind of like Arabella. She's yeah. like, it's chilly when he's not here. <laughs> Arabella and Mr. Montfort walk a couple of paces in front. Arabella, I don't suppose you've happened to see Colonel Foxley at the hall today? She throws the question out to the gentleman, and Mr. Amesbury slides his knowing gaze to me. I give a quiet chuckle in response. We have inside jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Montfort, I believe I spotted him with some other officers not long ago. Mr. Amesbury, he stands much taller than any here, so he shouldn't be too hard to find. Mm -hmm. Arabella's whole being lifts at the news, and I notice her step speed a little. It's in the main part of the room. There she is. She's planning out how to ditch us already. I know. We pass a couple of hours in very good company, joined later by Miss Witter. She is most captured by Mr. Montfort, who politely deals with her reverence with a surprising amount of practiced ease. Is this like the child? She's the child who's like, hey, I'm just going to introduce myself. Do you want to be friends? We're like, and we're you? like, get away. What child is this? Yeah. Do you have a grown up? <laughs> a while later, the gentlemen offer to find more tea, leaving us alone to talk more openly without their presence. Ooh, we're going to talk about boys now. Gossip, gossip. I know what oh, boys dear. like. Miss Witter wiggles her chair forwards, the legs shrieking slightly on the polished floor. She's like, all right, girls, let's gather. Let's talk about boys. She's like, let's gather. I do my best not to wince at the sound and attention it brings. Oh, now everyone's going to hear us talking about boys. Miss Witter. My aunt unfortunately knew little of Mr. Montfort, even though his family is so prominent. But she did know a little. Ooh. It is difficult to feign disinterest, and both Arabella and I lean closer to her as she speaks. That's what she wanted. Miss Witter, he is the heir to a vast fortune and estate, far exceeding that of anyone in town this season, save Sir Walter Huntington. He is apparently very well-mannered and most welcomed wherever he goes. Desdemona, I can attest to his countenance being most pleasant. Miss Witter, as can I. I cannot help smiling at the blush that blooms on her pale cheeks. Miss Witter. He is the oldest son of three, with two other sisters as well. Ooh, the oldest son. That's the one you want to trap, because he's the one who inherits the fortune. <laughs> yeah. The younger brothers have to work. You don't want... Well, they're sisters, too, so... The sisters will marry yeah. other first sons. Yeah. Arabella. His parents' marriage must be a happy one, at least. That's interesting. That's they have a ton of kids, so they must be happy. That's a good, interesting point to bring up, Arabella. They are a fertile family. <laughs> Miss Witter. It is, from what anyone can gather. Many have not seen Sir and Lady Montfort in society for some time, though. Rumors are abound as to why that should be. Do you know? Ooh. Ooh. Choices. I don't think idle gossip is a fair way to learn more of anyone. But I do think mm. it's a good way to learn or, more. Or, it's good to be armed with prior knowledge of a person upon making their acquaintance. Okay. Or, 
Rumors? How dreadful. That's assuming a lot. I kind of like the second one because yeah. I agree with it on a deeply personal level <laughs> that I like knowing things about people when sure. I meet them. And you know this. I'm good at that. Let's go with that one. You're like, I'm not even going to respond to that. <laughs> Desdemona. It is good to be armed with prior knowledge of a person, especially if you are to become well acquainted with such a person. I agree. That's true, because we had that sketchy dance with that guy who turned out to be, like, scandalous. So, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't want to associate you know? ourselves with you know? no lives. Arabella. And is your interest in becoming so well informed on Mr. Montfort for his benefit? Or maybe to help in your growing relationship with his closest friend, Mr. Amesbury? Mm. Desdemona. Arabella. It is not. Oh, Foxley. Colonel Foxley returns, stifles our bright laughter. Good timing, Foxley. I know. We were Good just timing. getting in a heated debate about yeah. I don't even know what. Yeah. Colonel Foxley, have we missed a good joke? I do hope not. As soon as he sits, I notice Arabella tuck her hand around the colonel's arm, almost from instinct, then purpose. They're holding hands in public. I smiled to myself, Arabella teasing me over my attachments when it is hers that seems so clear. Arabella, you have missed nothing, Ernest. Again, Whoa! these first names, you know? But that is like, intimate knowledge yeah. of another human person. Yeah. Man, really. The two are once again lost to each other, and I hear a loud sigh from Miss Witter as she realizes it, too. She's like, ugh, this boy ruined everything. I have so <laughs> we much were, more gossip. We are talking about boys. He can't, one of them can't just be here. Yeah. There are those guy friends, though, sometimes where you're like, it's fine. Like, you can there hear are you, some, can, some, you can hear this. Sure. Some of them we can trust. Yeah. But others, I'm like, you have other guy friends, and therefore you cannot hear any of this. <laughs> yeah. Because it, just when I go down my rabbit hole of information, you can't know. You can't Not know. Not a lot of people can know. Male <laughs> or female. Miss that was the end of my rant. Okay, got it. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I'm done. Miss Witter. I suppose I best return to my aunt. Yeah, bye, child. She gives a final curtsy of goodbye before scuttling away through the crowd. Mr. Amesbury and Mr. Montfort take her place. Oh, they're Ooh, back. boys. Mr. Montfort, Miss Witter is no longer to join us. Mr. Amesbury, no need to qu sound quite so relieved about it, Pierce. <laughs> Mr. Montfort, I did nothing of the sort. Mr. Amesbury slaps Mr. Montfort on the arm, making him stumble a little. Mr. Amesbury, break out the smile once in a while, man, or I fear that polite refinement will stick. I love that. Break <laughs> out the smile once in a while. Like, that could man. be a tagline. <laughs> a gentle laughter settles over the group for a moment before quiet reigns again. Arabella, well, I am in need of some exercise. I have been sat in one place for far too long. Shall we, Ernest? Wow. Mm. Colonel Foxley, it would be my true delight. He takes her hand, the two wandering off together about the room and greeting those who attended, as if they're like a married couple or something. Not yet. Mr. Monfort gaze passes over the people spread about the room in groups. His focus shifts to Amesbury and he smiles. Mr. Monfort, I believe Lady Ashbourne has come up with a fine idea. Maybe we could catch up, Lawrence. Mr. Amesbury, indeed she has. Mr. Amesbury stands from his place, his hand outstretched towards me. Ha! Mr. Amesbury, may I, Miss Potter? Oh my gosh, are we gonna dance? Ah. I slip my hand into his, his fingers warm and gentle as they wrap around mine. So we're not like our arm, we're not like linking arms no. in an official way. We're no. holding hands. So the thing is, Mr. Montfort was proposing this as like a thing him and his best friend yeah. would do, but then Amesbury was like, no, 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 you're right. 
I'm going to take Desdemona. And so great for us, bad for him. Yeah. The thing Look is, at his side eye right he, there. Yeah, I don't think he's a fan of us right now. He looks now. like Snape. I know. Desdemona. Of course, Mr. Amesbury. Everybody hates us. He curls my hand around his arm, the motion now so familiar. We turn to face Mr. Montfort, who was looking a lot stiffer than he had just a moment before. Mr. Amesbury, you coming, Pierce? That's actually kind of a dick move yeah. because he's trying to turn his oldest friend into the third wheel yeah. and he's not into it. Mr. Amesbury, we can bore Miss Potter with tales of your youth once again. Choices. Such tales would never be a bore. Or I can recount some of my own. Or stay, stay silent. Well, I don't want to be silent. Maybe we can offer like, hey, you know, we don't have to focus on you. I'm like, interesting too. We can talk about ourselves. Yeah. I like that. Let's talk okay. about us. Desdemona. I can recount some of my own, though I doubt they will be anywhere near as exciting. Aw, don't put yourself down, yeah. Desdemona. Mr. Amesbury's attention shifts from his friend to me, a genuine smile lighting his face and making his brown eyes sparkle. Mr. Montfort, I think I shall only be intruding should I join. He's being a total Darcy yeah. pre-letter. He's a pre-letter Darcy. He's kind of stiff. He, like, polite and, like, refined, but also, like, yeah. kind of a bore. Mr. Amesbury, don't be a Mr. Montfort. If you will excuse me, I do need to return home anyway. Oh, my gosh. Okay. How flaky. He's like, I just remembered I had a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I must write to my family, lest they fear I do not. I did not arrive in town safely. See, he just made up an excuse. I don't know. You it's can super... write letters anytime. He's, you know what he's <gasps> doing? He's fake texting. He is. I love how we came to that conclusion at the same time. He's fake, He's fake letter texting. writing. Yeah. Texting. He gives a quick bow and suddenly strolls away before we can protest. Mr. Amesbury. Pierce. And we will end it there. <sighs> Mr. Montfort just disappears into the wind and we'll never write, see him He's going to fake text slash write fake letters to his fake family about how much fake fun he's having. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes. So we will continue on. It, I actually clicked through a lot of this. It's going to be a long journey. Yeah, we thought it would be over by now. No, I'm... we got a lot more to go. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are also enjoying this little adventure yeah. with us because it's a long journey. It's a long journey and there's so much drama. We always think, and we have no, we, we didn't even touch the Society of Swindler this time. No, we so only saw him once. That's still a, a mystery to be solved. So will we find the identity of the Society of Swindler? Will we get on, uh, be friends with Mr. Montfort? Is Pierce really writing a letter to his family? <laughs> Tune in next time on The, the Lady's Choice. Choice. That wraps it up for this episode. Check out our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Pemberley. And if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. And to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thepemberley, or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, thepemberleypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye! Bye.